You are now tuned in to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCVP. All right, we're back. Episode 121 of WCB Podcast. It's a different feel today. The Hawks are on TV. Coming off a big victory. And all it took was playing Detroit. Let's go. (laughs) Hell yeah, baby. Let's go. (laughs) With me as always, Tanner. Tanner, what's up, bud? Hey, how's it going? How you doing? How you doing? Doing good. Yeah, you know. Hawks are playing. It's it's like I was saying before. It's weird because usually when the season starts, you don't get any of these like nice little uh, afternoon matinee games until mid season. But since it's like a weird year, it's like all right, let's start it up right now. It feels good. Get to watch hockey on Sunday at noon. Yeah, very awesome. And Hawks aren't surprisingly disappointing us so far. It. I mean, hey. I was, we could talk about it. We'll talk about it at that point. Expectations are down yeah. here, bud. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of like a lot has kind of happened and a lot hasn't really happened. I mean, there's a, there's been big news. Like the news that comes out has been big news. So it feels like a lot's been going on, but it's still kind of like, eh, all right, early hockey. But yeah, last time we were talking, um, we we're getting ready for game three against Florida. And uh, that, was uh that wasn't pretty nope that uh what was that the 5-2 game again yeah the hawks, <laughs> the hawks were uh trying to keep their streak up of allowing five goals against per game this is delia's second start in a row i don't know did not look good the team yeah. as a whole yeah, I thought Dealey again in the second start was maybe it was like you got the Russ off that first one, so the second one he'd be coming out strong. Wasn't the case. No. The team just thought like Pia Suter or Puce was going to get his first point in that first period there, but uh, Kaner decided to not drag his foot, and you're like, oh, man, this doesn't feel good. <laughs> it sucks when they change the rules to offsides and, and- – you guys still, still can't outside. even do what the rule is. Yeah, that's not fun. And but, then fucking Keith Yandel. He's not even supposed to fucking be there. Goddamn Sonk Master. Goes ahead and gets his 100th goal of his career. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> that was like, so looking into more after that happened, uh, like the next day, I was kind of reading reports from like Dreger and all those guys and they were saying that that was all 100% on management or ownership that wanted to get him out of there Q likes him management likes him that's weird team likes him so Zito the the GM actually pulled him aside and apologized for putting him in that situation I'm just I don't understand the the reasoning behind like a GM trying to pull the like make the calls on who's going to be playing you know like it wasn't the GM or no who was it owner. You say? it was owner oh, the owner yeah, yeah yeah okay whatever same thing like management ownership whatever I'm just saying anybody besides the coach like it's like the weirdest thing to me like I guess I GM is kind of that's dumb because the GM actually pulls the trigger on trades and shit like that so they do like shape the team 
but like when it comes to playing time and who's on the team like I feel like coach right like you gotta go coach yeah. like what right. like why why is the owner trying to like what the fuck did the owner do or like did Yandel like sonk the owner and he's just <laughs> like get this guy off my fucking team right now <laughs> but I mean he proved uh he proved the owner wrong I mean goal the first first game goal that's goal the second game too did he get a goal in the second game or thought it was just two assists uh, two assists but whatever he he fucking shut it up the owner's ass yeah look at me keeps keeps the iron man streak alive yeah man good for him um hawks fucking lose <laughs> i think it's just been like ugh. and you really wanted the hawks to get that one because it was florida's first game you just didn't know what to expect. And I think was, we all, we just kind of felt like, oh, yeah, that's right. It wasn't just Tampa was good. The Hawks were just bad. Yeah. <laughs> but that's like the most frustrating thing about it because it really felt like this, everything was set up for the Hawks to win. You know, yeah, Tampa's Tampa. So that was going to be tough. But Florida, Florida's one of those teams that nobody really knows who the fuck they are. Like, right. they, they don't have an identity. They're, they're always like an up and down team. It's like they're they're always a bubble team, like they're possibly making the playoffs or they're just just out of it. Like yeah. they're it's never cool. like just terrible, and they're never like really good. It's so weird. it just it felt like I really felt like if the uh the well, almost said the Cubs. I don't know why that if the Hawks were going to gonna start winning, it was going to be against Florida at least that first game and. They just came out like they, it just looked like they didn't even care. Like they didn't even want to be there. Well, it was the same shit that happened. It was just be like they give up, they play pretty well, and then they give up a goal. And then it's like, oh, like super fucking deflated. So they just give up a couple more. And you're like, stop doing that. Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And then get a nice day off. And then Tuesday, they come out again. And the Hawks get first start. What'd you say? Hawks get another penalty. Oh, yeah. We're watching the game right now. Second period just started. Div camp. There we go, baby. Um, so that's come out. Looked a little bit better, I thought. Yeah. No, they definitely came out much better on Tuesday than they did on Sunday. Um, Great. Yeah. Two assists for Yandel that game. My bad. Wait. The, the issue again on on Tuesday was they got scored on and then got scored on again. And it's just kind of like, stop giving up after you give up a goal. It's like, yeah, the, you could tell how deflated the team looks. They left that one goal and it's just, it's like, all right, well, game over. Like, yeah. And I don't know. It's like, they don't, they don't have like a, a short term memory. Like, like they can't just let it go. Also, fucking Todd Bertuzzi or Tyler Bertuzzi just scored. He's a bad boy. Fuck, that's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> but all right. So good things about Tuesday though. Lincoln. Um, Lincoln makes his NHL debut. Yes, absolutely. Lincoln makes his NHL debut. Kubelik fucking just starts clapping bombs on the power play, and puts his first two home for the season. Um. Hawks actually showed some fight after they after they Kubelik's second goal and Kaner fucking ties the game up with a sick fucking backhand. Does anybody in the league have more goals from that area of the ice? No, I don't think so. I've like 
it's that's Kaner's like bread and butter there. Like if you if he's coming down the right side and he's got a step on you slightly, like heading towards the the near post of the of the goal, like he's gonna fucking roof it backhand. And like for whatever reason, I don't understand why goalies are always like on a knee at that point. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Like <laughs> he's got it on his backhand. Why are you down right now? Like I don't know. It's fucking weird. But then uh, also a good thing that happened was uh, Kershev got his first goal in the third period with yeah, a, a little a little great. a little wrister when he crosses the blue line and just beats Bobrovsky right in his mitten out. And I was like, holy shit, the Hawks are going to win this game. But then they fucking give up a goal and like less than two minutes later. It was a minute and 11 seconds. seconds. Yeah. Power play goal too. They let up. Yeah, seriously. And these, these fucking, it seems like they're taking these penalties at the worst time. Always. Oh, yeah. So like the other thing too that I was keeping track of was a Sunday they took four penalties. Tuesday took they took four penalties. And Friday, they took five penalties. It's like, just stay out of the box. Like, what is going on? Where's the discipline here? They don't need discipline, man. They're they're a bottom team. They got to be show the grit. They got to play dirty hockey. They got to, you know, let people know they're there. Yeah, but they don't have, like, gritty players. <laughs> you got these skilled young kids. Uh, and then overtime was just a mess. <laughs> It's just, yeah, I don't even remember overtime. Overtime was like some back and forth. Like Lincoln had made six saves and kept them in it. And then they just like let Frank Vetrano sit back door. And I think Keith was out there just like standing in the middle of the fucking front of the net. Oh, yeah. It was like a Keith, like, what the hell are you doing play? Right? Oh, wow, baby. Oh, no. How did you miss that? Shit. Sorry. Holy fuck. Oh, God. Hilarious. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh my god how are they uh hilarious i don't even know who that was i just look i was looking at stats and i flipped over to the hawks game and this is gonna be fun we're calling this okay i'm already got the name oh my god distraction the sequel yeah. this is our second episode in the show history where there's hockey going on while we're recording and we're just distracted by it yeah right um so i mean what was it Tuesday. Anything else for Tuesday after um, that OT um, loss? I know they let up five goals again. Yeah, that's um, another one. Was the difference keeping, keeping the streak alive. Yeah, the difference with them letting up five goals this time though. Oh, Kaner. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, they weren't. A, I from I remember they weren't like easy goals let up. Like they were they were legitimate goals that beat Lincoln in. I yeah. felt Lincoln in put himself like the reason that it was only five goals let up was because of Lincoln. I felt like the way Delia and Subban were what they showed the first couple games, it could have been a lot worse. The score. Yeah. Um, so it was good kind of seeing, you know, yeah, it was a loss. You would have liked him to get a win this first game, but it was, you kind of see a little confidence as the game went on and kind of building with Lincoln. Yeah. He, he looked, he looked pretty good. And like that's the that's a I guess that's one of the good things about like this year is like having the ability to just give these guys each ice time and like we said you just really hope that one of them would run away with it and like take control and so like you got to see each one got to see at least a game and then they evaluated it and saw that Lincoln and 
played pretty well, even though they, everybody gave up five goals. Lincoln and technically didn't have a five goals against average because his game went into overtime. So he was at like a five point or 4.9 or some shit like that. So they're like, yeah, Lincoln, and you're going to get the start against Detroit. You're the guy. <laughs> yeah. He's the guy with the good goals against average. Um, and so Friday, Lincoln in, boom, gets his start. First one at home, you know, get that crowd going, get everybody behind the behind the boys. I honestly, like, I would love to be at a game just to see, like, the weird crowd noise with, like, an empty arena, especially, I, like, during the national anthem. Right. Like, I was – I'm very curious how they played it in the arena, too, because they – oh, Carter, you suck. Um <laughs> Because the way they showed it, like on TV, was it was a pre-recorded thing with Jim Cornelison, and then they at first they didn't have any crowd noise, and I was like, "What the fuck? How do you not put crowd noise in?" And then they cut it to like slow build up, and they did like home videos of people like cheering. Yeah. So I wonder if that's how they did it at the arena, too. Like, yeah, right. Like it was, it was and they paid like the most awkward people to put into that like into that little montage too. Like it just was like. I'm pretty well, glad I, didn't yeah, watch I don't that. know how to clap like and look at the camera and like you know cheer <laughs> like it was so yeah. bizarre. Hey man, people are weird. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> uh, kind of go what you're saying though. Like I was listening to another podcast and they were talking to Christian Yelich, mm-hmm. and they were asking him about like you know the pipe in sound at the ballpark kind of thing, and then like back yeah. to you at all. And he goes, dude, it is so weird. He goes, I, they played 60 games. He goes, it took game 55 for me to get used to it. That's really funny. Like just, I, yeah, I just can't imagine it. Just like if you're gonna do the audio for the sake of the players, is that what it is, or is it for the fans? Because like it just do it on the broadcast instead of actually at the arena. It's weird. You got to feel like it's such a hard way to get these guys going too, because part of the, their adrenaline is you know feeding off the fans and feeding off like the environment of the building and stuff like that too. So not having that. Even if it's piped in, I still don't think that's the same. No, yeah, exactly. Like it's, if I feel like it's, it would feel like an exhibition game or like a practice game, you know? Yeah. Like, ugh, it's weird. Anyway, Friday, <laughs> Friday, Hawks get that dub, get that dub against Detroit. Um, they recorded their fifth game in a row as well with a power play goal, which. Was that the was that when they tied like their first time since like 93, 94? No, I think that was today. Okay. Yeah. So um yeah, so speaking of their power play right now. So going into today's game, they have a they had a 41.2% power play percentage, which is third <clears throat> in the league, which is a nice improvement from last year where they were 28th um in the league in their power play. Right. And we're only like we're not that many games in, but like if the power play is clicking every single game so far, I mean that's a pretty good fucking sign. And we were talking like before we started recording, like what's different? Like what are we doing? Right. And you just said the only thing that's different is no Taves, no no uh, uh, Kirby, and I was yeah. like, that's not that's not how that works. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you you don't lose two of your better players and then your power play gets better. That's that's impossible. Explain it. I have I don't know. Like, I don't know either. Um, I, let's see. Like, I was only able to listen to the game while I was at work, but it sounded like the Hawks played pretty well. You said that they didn't 
too, yeah, the like first the hottest during the first well, period. Yeah, the first period it, it, they started off really slow. Um, it, especially that first ten minutes, it was kind of like I was like, "Oh my god, we're about to lose to Detroit." Like oh. I was not impressed. Like I was like, "Oh, do we want to sit here and watch this?" But um, Patrick Kane had his power play goal. Um, he's only eight goals away now from four hundred in his career. Oh, he's only at 400. I thought he was over 400 at this point, but I guess that makes sense. He only just hit a thousand points. So, yeah. But yeah, so then that happened. Then the second period, we had the Dehan goal, um, which was just yeah. a fucking rocket. Which on that goal, Ian Mitchell got his first NHL point. Yeah. He has been great. looking so good. Yeah. No, honestly, well, like the defensemen have not looked terrible. Like, I know that they, it's not a very experienced group. Like especially together, but like I like Ian Mitchell and I like Zadorov. I think Bokvist is like getting there. Like I don't know. I just Mitchell only, not... only saw thirteen minutes and twenty nine seconds of ice time though on Friday. Hmm. I don't know. I still like what me what Mitchell's been doing out there. Yeah, and he looks can, he looks like he's been on like on a pro team for like years with the, the way that he handles the puck sometimes. Like it's crazy. He, he was jumping up in a lot of rushes and stuff too. Like the comp he kids doesn't lack confidence, that's for sure. No. Um, another defenseman that's really been playing amazing is Murphy. He mm-hmm. especially on Friday, just he was always right there. He was blocking shots. He was making the good plays to really get the puck out of the zone and all that. There was one play, I think, on the the one goal Detroit scored that it was like, eh, all right, he could have done that a little bit better. But he yeah, looked, it was also yeah. Dylan Larkin made a nice move to the net, like just slipped it underneath like Mitchell's stick as he like tried to lay his stick down on the ice, and I was just yeah. like, Oof. and then he just out like waited Lankin to go in across and beat him under the arm or something like that too. But yeah, I mean, the, like just even listening to the game, you can, it sounded like the Hawks were like way more into it. Like the, it wasn't them backing down and playing defense like a shit ton, which is. Oh, they, they were definitely great. attacking. And then I think the highlight of the game had to be the, the power play goal from Shaw where every oh single person on the ice touched that puck. And that was Shaw's first goal since I, I think it was November seventh of twenty nineteen. Jesus. So that Jesus. was all amazing. Came back on the board. But yeah, that play was insane. It was, it was, like what was it? Kaner. <laughs> Let's it went, try and recall everything. It was like Kaner to like Keith, back to Kaner, over to like Strom. It was was to Keith. Okay. To Kane, back to Keith, back to Kane, to Strom. To yeah. no, no, I don't oh, think Strom was out there then because it was in to bring it to Kane. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like tick, tack, tick, tack, tick, tack, tick, tack, shot in. And it was like, what the fuck? Watching that highlight was sick. It almost looked like Shaw was gonna like almost kind of duffed it a little bit, but like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, like, oh my god, of course that's gonna get fucked, but no, it was. Oh, there's still on the thing. Andy Olchek scores his first goal against the troops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was good. I'm glad Lincoln got his first dub. The team looked good. They didn't let up five goals. It was, you know, a good step in the in the right direction, you know. And like that's the thing that they were saying um 
like game one of the of the year it's like it's probably going to take some of these teams like a few games to get into it and i feel like the hawks have gotten a little bit more into it you know like the lines are a little more settled it's like like pew Suter on the first line with caner and debrinke which i i like that line way better than having strom on it oh yeah 100 you don't have like kublik on the third line anymore here too and it's just it it, it looks a lot better like and it's it's fun, more fun to watch than, than those first few games for sure. And everybody knew it. I mean, especially the Hawks losing Doc, losing uh, Taves, yeah, having seven new players in the lineup from that wasn't wasn't playing with them last year. Not it, having a, a starting goalie, basically. Yeah, like it was going to take a long time for them to kind of gel. And I mean, I feel they're, I think they're a little bit ahead of schedule. I honestly, I didn't think they were going to, it's early. It's only game six, but. True. And it's against Detroit right now. Right. Yeah, obviously. But I feel like they're showing signs that I don't think they're going to be a playoff team, but they're showing they could be competitive if they, if they really, truly want to, and they can keep it like, I'm trying to say here. They just keep themselves in it. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be like a super bottom, bottom tier team like Detroit was last year with like barely 50 points, you know? Mainly because we'll play teams like Detroit. (laughs) That'll keep us from being (laughs) at the bottom. But I don't know. And I guess I forgot like another thing too was really, that was kind of funny was Friday. It was like when they scored their first goal, that was the first lead that they had taken in the, in a, in a game so far this season. It was just Uh, like a second. Was it a second? Yeah. They had, yeah, they had a lead, I think for 71 seconds against Florida. Oh, Florida. That's right. It was 71 seconds. It was their entire lead. And then. Oh, that's so funny. That was, that was game four. Yeah. But yeah, and then we got the game going on right now, and uh, Pew Suter has got two, and by the time you listen to this, maybe he's got a Hattie. <laughs> two goals. <laughs> would be great. One's a power play, so he adds up to six straight games with power play goal. Yeah, uh, I don't know what's what's going on with the power play, why it's clicking so well, but I'm not going to be mad about it, you know. We got Carl Soderberg's got his first game today. He's playing that third line, which I think is a, a great – like third line on on paper at least Yanmark Shaw and Soderberg yeah like but man Soderberg is so slow <laughs> eh, I don't we'll see he doesn't, he doesn't need to be he doesn't need to be fast but it's right like, it's not like it's wow. not like he's got fucking Connor McDavid and like Nathan McKinnon on his line like yeah just look at him and it's like it's he is noticeably slow he's a big but boy, he's though. a big boy <laughs> throw his body and they got uh, Zadaroff out there with that line too. It's just like okay, well, I guess. And and Murphy, it's like we're just playing defense this line. <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah, I don't know. So Hawks, what else we got? We got uh, just, yeah. Well, I was just saying, saying too, kind of thing. It's like if they can keep gelling like this a little bit, it kind of makes you feel a little bit more confident going into next year. Where hopefully we, I mean, we'll have Doc back. Hopefully Taze will be back, and yeah. you plug in those two guys. Maybe plug in a top five draft pick. You know, who knows? Hey, we'll see. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I mean, the bar is still very low. I'm not having high expectations, but I Keep feel low, I feel, I feel a little bit better knowing that what they're going through right now is what they need to to yeah. ultimately get to the to back to the level where they were in, uh, like, the during the Dynasty era. 
Yeah, man. I I just wish that the like I I'm fine with how it is right now because there's no change in it. I just wish that the Hawks would have treated the whole um like post dynasty a little bit differently or just during it and like they went more of like the Pittsburgh route where it was like you you basically are forfeiting everything in your future just to maximize the everything you have currently with Crosby and Malkin and I feel like the Hawks didn't do anything like that with Cannon Taves they've just kind of been like okay well we got three and we're gonna just make sure we're not gonna be terrible forever but it's like I would rather just keep getting more and more and then go ahead and be terrible for fucking 10 years. Like who cares? Yeah. Hot Bowman goes out and gets, gets Andrew Ladd back, gives up a first round for that mortgage the future there where Pittsburgh goes out and they get Phil Kessel. Like, yeah, right. Like, come on. It was, it was all about getting the band back together rather than getting complimenting yeah. complimentary pieces. Right. So, but Hey, um, you know what? I like the I like the young talent that we have on this team, and I like Kurdishev is looking great. Suter's looking great. Yeah, I think those are really exciting players. And I was saying jokingly, I was like, "Hey, maybe we every every year we should just sign whoever is the MVP of the Swiss League." Yeah, Kulik just, and Suter working out. They should just make that part of the award. Like, you win MVP, you get a contract with the Blackhawks. You get yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they have like an MVP, like a like a trophy ceremony over in Switzerland, and they hand you the trophy and then the contract you can sign if you want right then yeah. there. It's just like, <laughs> hey, here's your Blackhawk contract and your MVP trophy. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, uh, it's not broke. Don't fix it. Let's go. That's, uh, yeah, seriously. Like, the, the scouts are – I don't know, man. The European scouts, they're the best. They need a raise. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Kubelik. And Panarin. Panarin. Cahoon. God. good shit but yeah all right um so yeah a little quick updates uh coach Carlton um mentioned that Steves has been skating on and off for a little bit but he says that he's still not near return I I don't know I still keep getting the vibes that he's never playing again I feel like they're just building a case for LTIR for him yeah um, I just which I sucks. find it hard to believe. I, yeah, it sucks. I just find it hard to I believe just, with double double hip surgery. It was a double uh, shoulder yeah. surgery too. Yeah, something like that. Now back even, issues. Like yeah, like the first day of training camp or some shit. He had started to get back issues. It just sucks because like I love Seebs. Yeah. And just to see, just the way like his last games basically happened. You know, like he was. They're just like, yeah, man, like you're getting scratched. And then it's like, okay, you should get those surgeries. And it's just like a really bad send off to me, really. You know, like I would love to see him play a few more games still. Go off on his own terms. Yeah, right. Like when, like when Bickle like played his last game, you know, and they got into the shootout and he fucking got to take one of the, one of the shootout shots and fucking sniped. And it's just like, what a, what a send off there, you know? But fucking yeah, just it was just kind of like if this if he has played his last game, it's kind of like he didn't get to a send off. He just like faded away. It was just like a story of whether or not he's gonna come back for like over a year, you know. And is that uh, until they and two 
like I feel bad for him if like if they're not going to come out and say that he's done. So for what, how long he's got left on this contract, they're just going to play this like, oh, well, he's just, you know, right. not quite ready, you know, kind of thing. Like, like let the guy just go out. If you're not going to let him play again, tell us. Tell yeah, he's got, what, he's got three more years on his contract after this year. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> God. Hey, not his fault. That's all I'm saying. Oh, not his fault at all. That was ugh. I just – Always with uh, with fans that hate on Seabrook for signing a contract he was given. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's not his fault. So I hope he comes back. I hope it's not the end of Seabrook. That's all I'm going to say. I didn't realize they have Zach Smith on IR too. Yeah. Since the start of the season. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. yeah. And then the other thing, speaking of waivers and not really getting the send off you want um brandon peary placed on waivers again by the blackhawks again cleared waivers again yeah it's uh it's a it's tough i mean brandon peary can play in the nhl like he can score goals um but like like I was saying when they were making those moves and saying they wanted to go younger it's like if you're wanting to go younger why are you bringing brandon peary in for a young and, player too. <laughs> yeah. But it I guess it makes it made somewhat sense just to kind of have like a little bit more of like a cheap veteran. And like he didn't look bad in the in like the first game against Tampa when he was playing with Suter and uh Kubalik. Like they actually had a ton of shots and shit, but then they I think then they brought Kurashev in and Kurashev has looked fantastic and they're like oh yeah we're just gonna play Kurashev so uh sorry Brandon and I was like ooh sucks man Suter and Kurashev have just what the fuck <laughs> just um have just kind of like taken the reins and run with it which is great and that's this kind of shit you want to see from your young guys you know yeah you just got I just feel bad for Peary <laughs> yeah right anytime it was like I have all the years okay this Hawks team okay this is the my time. This is finally I get to play every day. No, fuck you. Yeah. But <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe we'll see him again in the future. We'll see. Yeah, because I mean he cleared waivers, so I'm assuming he's on the taxi squad. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I would, that's what I'm assuming as well. I'm not saying like you're right. Like I'm just like, yeah, that's probably what it is. No, yeah. I I would assume he's on the taxi squad, but I can also see them sending him to Rockford once the their season gets going in next week. Is that when I, I was about to ask when it yeah, was February February fifth? This supposed to be the start. They're only <laughs> playing thirty games. Yeah, makes sense. So, and it's like the same thing. It's like only they're only playing like the same like four or five teams too. Just divisional teams. Yeah, but that makes sense. Well, yeah. Anything else for Hawks? I was just about to ask you the same question. I think that's about it. Unless there's anything brand new coming up on anything. No, I don't think so. As of right now, on my screen, it is 2-1 Detroit or Chicago with five minutes left in the second. Absolutely. And I hope they win this game, huh? All right. Yeah, we, <laughs> game, you know, we, we passed Detroit up in the standings. We aren't at the cellar anymore. Feel the confidence going. We got Nashville this week. Hey, guys. I want to take a second to talk about See My Hockey Training. CHT is hockey excellence personified for the Chicagoland area. 
Offering private lessons, group sessions, and skills clinics, CHT provides elite training for all ages. Visit their website, cmockht.com, Instagram page, at cmock underscore hockey underscore training, or email training at gmail.com for more information on everything they have to offer. Which will be interesting. True. Speaking of Nashville, if we're gonna, let's, I wanted to talk about that really real quick. Just going to NHL talk. All right. They got spanked by D- Dallas. Absolutely murdered. And I think that they didn't expect Dallas to come out as hard as they did. I don't think anybody expected Dallas to come out as hard as they did after being in like COVID protocol and (laughs) postponing games. But Jesus Christ, seven to nothing, seven to nothing. And I would, I think it said that they were a hundred percent on the power play, like five for five. Oh my God. Are you serious? I'm not even kidding. It was something ridiculous. Um, I can, I'm going to look it up real quick. Cause I swear I saw it. Uh, plus I think that, uh, before this game, like Eddie was talking about it, like how the Hawks are like third in the league and they're only behind, um, t- Toronto and Dallas and they Dallas has like 2.5%. They're what? 62.5%. Oh, 62. Damn. I thought it was. No, their PK is a hundred. Oh, <clears throat> either way, whatever. <laughs> they scored a shit ton of goals. Yeah, they won seven fucking nothing. It was weird watching that game, too, because Dallas is one of the t- teams that has fans in the stands. And I was like, I'm finally used to there being nobody in the stands. So then watching a game that's got fans there, I'm like, that's fucking weird. Yeah, right. And they had a decent amount, too. Like, yeah, see, the thing is, I don't. I don't know how safe that is. Like, I would love to go to a Hawks game, but it's like, we, I'm glad, like, they're not doing anything crazy. See, I would go if they do, like, the little little hubs where it's, like, you get X amount of seats, and then there is, yeah, Connor Murphy. <laughs> I see you do the fist pump, so I'm just looking at the screen. I don't, um, don't want to say like, anything. So if they do, like, the social distancing in the stands, I would go to a game in a heartbeat. I If, if they come back and say, okay, 22,000 fans, let's go, come on in. Yeah, I will wait a little bit on that one. Yeah, give me give me a, just the three hundred little section to myself. That would be dope. <laughs> yeah, right? It'd be great. Fucking um, yeah! I mean, I'm looking forward to going back to hot like games at some point in the future. I don't know about if it's gonna happen this year though. I don't. Yeah, think I really don't think it'll happen. But oh, I think we're. I think next season for sure. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, this year, especially in Illinois, I don't think they're going to do anything. Even though everything's slowly – like, they're starting to open things up again out here. But I don't know. I still think they're going to be really strict with that. I think they're going to let baseball try this summer and see what how they do it and how it works for them. And then I think that's going to pretty much set the pace for everybody else. Yeah. Um. Other big NHL news. Where you want to go? If any, if anybody hasn't heard about it, big trade. Uh, before yeah. this even happened, so in Columbus, Pierre-Luc Dubois was in rumors to being traded. He was he was unhappy in Columbus. Uh, 
Tortorella was playing him because he was okay. Like he said he was going to give it his all. Then he's just been clearly dogging it. And the other night, was it like Friday night? Thursday night. Thursday night. Yeah. He played about three minutes, four minutes time on ice in the first period. Did absolutely dog shit. His last shift was a straight up beer league shift. Yeah, like, like it was it was brutal. Just skating around, moseying around, going to a puck in the corner, just standing straight up. Just gets bodied by like or like pushed out of the way by like somebody way smaller than him. Yeah. And then just and then just takes himself back to like the fucking bench and sits there for the rest of the game, all of the second period and all of the third period. And, and what's even like, killer is there's like, there's footage of him on the bench for the rest of the game, and he's sitting there and he's joking around with the guys on the bench and all that kind of stuff. So that really pissed off. I was looking at a lot of Columbus like fan accounts, and they were like, "Treat yeah, this fucking guy right now." Yeah, like, who, what kind of shit is that, man? And it's so crazy with the way that the like the rules of the, like the league are set up, like with contracts and and everything, like restricted free agents to just to just stop playing to force a trade is like such a shit fucking thing. Like, I don't know. You have no rights. You're, you're going to be an RFA. You, you're still going to be under the control of that team. Like just fucking play and hope maybe, you know, get yourself, like play yourself into a trade, you know, a decent trade. I mean, it was a decent trade. The team is trying to probably build around you, man. You're third overall. Like I don't like it. Just I know players like want to play in certain places, but like that's the, the whole point of having restricted free agency and like having like the younger guys being under control of teams is so that not everybody can just leave their team whenever they want to to make teams less competitive. You know, like that's how you keep teams competitive is that you get to retain those players until a certain age. But if your players just stop playing, it's kind of like, what the fuck, man? Do you so, do you think the league needs to change, adjust that? I don't know, man. I think I think that it helps with the parity of the league. Like you have like some teams that may not be playing so hot, and then you they get like these really good young players, and like maybe those players like don't exactly like want to be in a place like Columbus. But that if the team's not going to get any better if every player is trying to fucking leave, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and then, that, that hurts Columbus too because, like you said, they were definitely trying to build around that guy. They saw him as their their top center. Their he top was the number guy. one center, you know. Yeah. Like, and if your number one center, like your big guy, is just giving up on your team, like what does that say for the rest of the guys on the squad? Like, if I was sitting on that bench, like in during in between shifts, and he's just fucking sitting there joking around, I'd be like, "Yo, what the fuck are you laughing at?" Like, yeah. kind of shit is this? Like you want to fucking give up on the team? Fuck off! Like get out of here! Like, especially on a team that, despite not having superstars or like you know like big name guys and all that, and who they lost when they lost Bob Panarin and all that, and Duchesne and all that, like they're still a competitive team. It's not like they're a dog shit. Like we're losing every game, getting blown out. Like no, they're yeah. still a playoff team. They're still a threat i think once the playoffs start they're a threat to do some damage and and move on yeah i think the crazy thing is like everybody knew that like bob and panarin wanted to leave but they didn't fucking give up yeah they still played 
they 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 but like the opposite is because like they knew they can be out in free agency like right that's I was fine saying, but it's yeah. but it's like they still didn't give up like they still were trying to fucking win games like they didn't want to just like lose and be like whatever like i'm just i'm gonna i'm out of here see ya like fucking, fucking stupid shit swept tampa yeah like yeah i don't know but so dubois gets dealt to winnipeg for another forward who wasn't very happy with his situation but completely opposite situation patrick line wasn't happy with winnipeg i felt he he felt he needed to change the scenery but from what i've noticed he still was putting the effort out there he it was yeah. he wasn't quitting i mean his first game back his first game of the season had what a goal or two, two goals and assists and a yeah, fucking something like fight that. Like- did he have a fight early? Yeah, or like, or it, uh, he went with up with a guy. I don't know if they actually fought, but like, I remember he yeah. was like bloody and stuff after. It was just like roughing or some shit. Yeah, but like, I mean, that's a big pickup, I think for for Columbus. It's the only thing that's gonna suck is that he's not a center. Right. That's the that's the crazy thing to me. Like, but they so they got. The trade itself is Dubois in a third in 2022, so not even this upcoming draft. And then for Line a and Jack Roslovic, and Roslovic was also asking for a trade out of Winnipeg. Yeah. Um, and 26 or 27% salary retained on Line a. Yeah, just to even out the um, salary, the caps, um, which, like, I think is a pretty fucking, like, fair deal. Honestly, like, the... Columbus gets like a really good young scorer, but it's another winger and they lose their number one center. And it's kind of like, what's the Columbus in losing number one centers drafted third overall, right? Yeah. Was, who was, uh, was Johansson in fourth overall? He might've been fourth overall. Either way, like first round high draft pick centers and Columbus is like, yeah, you can have them. You can have them. Bring in Seth Jones and uh, Patrick Alarne. But I don't know. I don't know who they have. Max Domi, I guess, will be their first line center now. Yeah, their centers, according to Cap Friendly, their centers are Feligno, Domi, Jenner, and Nash. Uh, maybe they just also make Line make a center. Like he was a goalie when he first started playing hockey anyway. Just move him into a different position again. <laughs> he's still he's still listed on the IR, so I'm very curious to see if he's legitimately hurt or if it was like a protection thing. Yeah, I think it was just like an upper body injury, they said. But I think it's a pretty good trade. Um, there was a one stat that I looked up or that I saw online that I was telling you. It's not really a stat as much as just a fact. And it was the last time uh, two of the top three picks in a draft year have been traded for each other was in 1996. It was Brian Berard for Wade Redden. So number one for number two. And it was 25 years ago, exactly to the day of the line A and uh, Dubois trade, which is crazy. Yeah, that's insane. I think it's a really, really cool, fun fact. Um, Other than that, yeah, man, I think it's going to be weird for both teams because now like Winnipeg has like a lot of centers. (laughs) <laughs> yeah um let me pull up their team too they have shifley who's clearly their number one center dubois now they have stastny 
I don't remember who their third and fourth line centers are, but like, I guess Stephanie is going to be their third line center. I would assume like Stephanie Shifley, Adam um, Lowry, Adam Lowry, yeah, David Gustafson. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, um, and then they also Cat Friendly also list Andrew Cop, um, Mason Appleton, mm-hmm. Blake Wheeler, and Matthew Perot as a center. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they just have a ton of centers. I don't know. What, somebody's gonna play wing instead. And then, but they also don't get Dubois for seven days, as he has to quarantine. Which yeah. they got actually permission from the Canadian government to cut it down because it should have been fourteen days. Yeah. So I saw I saw this other funny like quote online or a quote just somebody somebody put it online that they're like yeah like Line A wants out of Winnipeg because he doesn't like it there and Dubois wants out of Ohio because he doesn't like it there and they're in, they're excited to get traded to each other but literally they know that. Winnipeg is the Ohio of Canada, and Ohio is the Winnipeg of Canada of uh, United States. <laughs> it's like that's fucking hilarious. It's just, it's really not getting into much of a different situation. Like, yeah, yeah the cities are essentially the same. I mean, Columbus is a little bit warmer. Um, they both got coaches that are tough on players. Yeah, but like, like they're great coaches though too. You know, yeah. like. Oh, I got to find that Eddie Lack quote again. That was hilarious. Eddie Lack, all this is going on, was talking about, he tweets out talking about Torts. It's basically like, I don't understand why Torts gets all this hate. Um, He's a great coach. The players love him. He's tough but fair. And I know what you're saying. Yeah, I should like him because he played me in the Heritage Classic, but I liked him too when he barely played me. So (laughs) it's like, I love Torts. I wish... If, if the Hawks were in a situation where they wanted to go for an experienced coach and they, they were making a run and Torf is available, I would oh, yeah. not hate that. Oh, absolutely. Just for the press conferences alone. I think there's like there's a few coaches that no matter what, if the Hawks didn't have somebody and they were available, I wish they I, I wish they would go out and get them no matter what. And Torts is one, Trotz is another. Yeah. Why not? Like they're only they're same name, just fucking flipped around a little bit. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and then uh, Paul Maurice, I like, yeah, like, like you said, like, he's just like Torts, like, those three coaches, I think, were fucking awesome. Trotz is a little like Coach Q, like, yeah, very, very similar to Coach Q, which, but he, he's so defensive, like, his team's just become a defensive powerhouse, it's insane, yeah, like, everybody talks, look what he did with Ovi, dude, was like a, a minus whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Even even if you look at what he did with when he first got to the Islanders, like that team was bottom of the league in goals against average, and then the next season they were for number one, and it's fucking crazy. Oh, um, so that would be an interesting trade. Um, let us know who you think you won won that trade. I personally think it is Columbus. I think for right now it's Columbus, yeah. but I mean, you, you'll see what happens with whatever, whatever happens with that draft pick though, too. Yeah. Cause you never know if Winnipeg ends up doing pretty well in that Canadian division, maybe that draft pick gets flipped for somebody at the trade deadline and Winnipeg makes a little run or something. And then it's kind of like, Hey, I think Winnipeg won that trade at that point. Yeah. But we'll see. That's a, a time will tell, but a too early to tell prediction. I think Columbus got a little bit better of the deal. Right. But getting that Roslovic can 
put up as many points. I think he had like an off season last year. I didn't really look at his stats, but I remember seeing him on like being a decent little player when I was watching him. He uh he also signed a new deal part of the yeah. trade so right away. Yeah, it, it is a two year with a one point I think eight three cap hit. I think that's cap it. Right. This year's cap hits uh just over two million, and next year it's one point eight three. Oh, okay. So just like around two million. Yeah, give or maybe. take. Yeah. So that's neat. Yeah, last year he put uh in seventy one games, twelve goals, seventeen assists for twenty nine points. He was a plus four with twelve penalty minutes. In the playoffs, he only played four games, zero goals, two assists, and was a minus one. Yeah, probably playing like third or fourth line as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's kind of talking about Ovi in Washington, those damn Russians, breaking COVID <laughs> protocol in Washington. So each player, uh, they were all hanging, what, what was it? They were hanging out in like a hotel room or something together. I would guess. Yeah, and so they were they were seen hanging out. They weren't wearing masks or anything like that. So they got put in COVID protocol, and that means they had to miss. They're missing four games, which I get it. I totally understand it. But on paper, it I mean, it just looks so stupid. Like you're you're next to each other on the bench. You're in the locker room together. You're all this. So you go hang out in one of the guys' like hotel room, and then all of a sudden, oh no. You can't do that. Like, it's just, I get, I, like we were texting, I totally understand it, mm-hmm. but it's, it's so stupid. <laughs> I think, I think it, it doesn't, the one thing that doesn't make sense about it, like even more so, other than the fact that like, I understand trying to limit contact, like from players in order to like keep that from happening. But I think if the players are already in like with each other, keep them together as much as possible because then they're all accountable for each other. (laughs) Like they know that the other person hasn't done anything and can't like risk putting the team at like a a danger for COVID. (laughs) Like let them hang out. They're already fucking being like together on the bench. Like you said, like, I don't know. It's just fucking, it's weird. All right. I don't know what's going on in this intermission report. I just look up and they're showing the black hots thing from Friday with the, the Native American thing that they did. Yeah, they're no, they're just talking about it. But then they show, but then they flash up Washington football and Cleveland Indians, and I'm just like, and then they show our logo, and I'm just like, oh no, what are they saying? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Um, (laughs) but yeah, so just let the boys be boys. Let them hang out. Let them do what they need to do. But but it's it's also hilarious because this is such a. Like, it's such a Russian Washington thing to do. <laughs> I'm surprised, like, Bobrovsky wasn't there. And right, like, just ran an Aaron. <laughs> oh, man. But, um, so I have one more, like, topic, and then I got one more little, little factoid. Let me do have a riding pine question I'm stealing from somebody else. Oh, yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. The topic is it was announced on Friday that NBC Universal. Is going to be shutting down NBC Sports Network. Yes, that's what I wanted to talk about too. <laughs> the end of 2021. So, and they're moving most of their, moving some of their sports from NBC Sportsnet to USA Network. But the USA Network is not going to become a sports channel. 
they're just going to carry some of the stuff over. Don't I mean, know how that's going to work. Let's get some Nickelodeon NHL games. Like they just did an NFL game. So that's hilarious. I freaking would love to see them do that. Actually. I honestly would hate it because I watched that football game because it was the bears. Yeah. And just the way that like they tried to like explain certain things in the, like that were happening during the game to like, make it appeal more to kids i was like oh my fucking god this <laughs> is... <laughs> no, you imagine little little sheldon pops up he's like all sides this way the player goes blah, blah. i'm just like oh fucking shut up please oh my god <laughs> well, could you imagine every time a goal scored and then just did the slime graphic all over like the goalie that let up the goal that'd be fucking awesome yeah no <laughs> the but, worst i mean it's gonna i think that pretty much is gonna sing on the end of nbc and the nhl because i mean the nhl's tv contracts up after this year yeah they're looking for that if they're going to be losing a whole whole channel the whole point is nhl wants more exposure they want to get on more screens so you're taking away your your sports channel and you're ma- putting it on usa network which they said they're not making a sports channel they have a lot of you know, reality shows on there. They put wrestling on USA Network. So then they also have to find a way to put like NASCAR, NHL, um, soccer, all that. That's that's not going to work. So I definitely, I com- I think NHL is going to go back to ESPN, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean, if they do, that's part of, I think, yeah, I mean, ESPN is owned by like Disney, isn't it? Yeah, Disney. So, then you so have- it would be like ABC. Yeah. ESPN, ABC, um, Disney FX. Channel. It says FX is on there too. Weird. Yeah, I just don't understand why they'd be closing that, ch- turning on or shutting down that channel. I don't know. Isn't it? So it used to be Versus, or it was the Outdoor Network, right? An outdoor Living Network, or something like that. And then it was Versus, and yeah. then and then NBC bought it and made NBC Sportsnet. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I mean, like, I is it because of, like, COVID? Like, they haven't had, like, live games to, like, play on NBC Sportsnet, so it just kind of, like, went down the fucking hill, and they're like, oh, well, let's get rid of it now. But every, like, what, what was it playing, like, during the whole pandemic? Like, what was on NBC Sportsnet? Like, I have no fucking clue. I, I didn't, didn't watch it. I, nev- I never looked at it. <laughs> I had no reason to put it on because there was nothing on there. But it's kind of weird, though, because, I mean, everything's starting to come back. Like, yeah. soccer, soccer's back. The Premier League is, like, back full full, full swing. I know. Oh. I know. But <laughs> that's what they play on there. NASCAR has been back. NHL's coming back. So, it's, like, why now? Like, okay, why didn't you do, like, shut it down when there was nothing Plane. like it just makes no sense why you would you decide to do that now when things are picking back up right and i don't know what if uh what if these it gets bought out now by abc abc sportsnet <laughs> oh my god i mean i'm also thinking about maybe fox might even because they have fs1 all that kind of stuff oh yeah i forgot about that oh my god see the robots back the robots oh. and the globe From- from the nineties, okay. okay. Glow puck. Oh my god, no! I mean, they have the tracker puck. That, but they, uh, you saw that too. Like they, they're actually taking the tracker puck away from play because it's been like feeling different than what the normal pucks are. Yeah, which I'm like, that's kind of fucked. 
at least they at least they found it out quickly. Like it wasn't. How hard is it yeah. to like compare pucks? Like you just hold you you, you fucking hold them. Like have somebody know play that around before, with them. Yeah, before the before the game started, you know, game started and figure that shit out. But yeah, um, so yeah, so that's uh, my little factoid um, that I saw was kind of interesting. Last night, Carey Price picked up his 350th career win at 33 years and 160 days old. He's the fifth youngest goalie to reach that mark in NHL history. Way to go, Carey Price. Really random factoid, but he's on my fantasy team, so I got to take an interest in him now. So, mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so – like we said, like, like kind of a lot to talk about, but not really. It's all been kind of like bigger stuff. Um, was there anything else? No, I think that's uh, about it. No. All right. So I said I'm stealing a riding pine question. You're riding the pine pony, pal. So this one I'm taking from our buddy Frank at Hockey Illuminati. Um, he posted this question on their Instagram account at Hockey Illuminati. Give him a follow if you don't, but I feel like everybody in the hockey community is starting to follow that guy. Um, the question is, if you could clone any player from the 90s and place them on your favorite team today, who would it be? Rules are no Gretzky, no Lemieux, and I think for the sake of our argument, we're going to say no, no Blackhawks. I'd probably say like – I would probably add Yager to that list just because yeah, yeah, the, the, what, the Hart Trophy was won by him, Lemieux, and Gretzky for like 15 years. Yeah, we'll, take, we'll put Yager on there too. Um, well, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Go ahead. I immediately popped in my head was uh, Pavel Bure. Mm. I would love I Paul Bure was fucking sick. And I would have loved to have him on this team right now. Fuck, that is a good one. <laughs> he's yeah. so he's so good. And he's so fast and just like just absolutely dynamic. It's a great word. Is he in the Hall of Fame? I don't know. Let me uh, let me find out. Let me find out. I can s- Possibly not. Oh shit! I put Hall of. <laughs> yeah, he's in the Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah, and he was one of the hundred greatest NHL players in history. So. Yeah, he was so good. Who is Paul Burry's wife? <laughs> <laughs> it's the chick from uh, Full House. Is it what? No. Alina Kashanova? Oh, baby. All right. Who was yours? Yeah, Mark just scored. Yeah, I saw that. Look at 13, baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I'm torn between two. Mm-hmm. Sergey Fedorov and Peter Forsberg. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's like, shit. Sergey Fedorov and Paul Bure are pretty similar, but I think yeah. like Fedorov is like way better. Yeah, plus he's got. Yeah, the, but I don't know, man. Nike, the white Nike skates too. Yeah, <laughs> I think all three of those are. Fuck Jesus. But you also got to think about it's like I was trying not to go obvious because you could always say Stevie Stevie Eiserman, yeah. Joe Sackick. 
Yeah. Um, There's so many good 90s players, man. Holy Eric shit. Eric Lindros. John LeClaire. Hmm. God. And, that, and those are just players from, like, two, three teams. Right. But... <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, so I think yeah, I, I know I'm gonna probably lock in. I'm gonna lock in Forsberg just because. What about let's see, like what about like a defenseman? Defenseman, see the one that the one that kind of came to mind was, um, but he technically played for the Hawks in the '90s, so that didn't work. I was gonna say Chelios, but yeah, I mean he technically played for the Hawks in the '90s. He did play for the Hawks. In the yeah, 90s. I know, but he also played for. Oh no, the Wings was. 99 never mind so yeah you're right um lindstrom was one but he played in the early 2000s too which is also just a part of the three teams that we've mentioned yeah which is crazy oh mike madonna another one madonna yeah um scott stevens yeah i was gonna say stevens like al mckinnis Oh fuck, McGinnis with the fucking clap bomb with his wood wooden twig. Yeah, um, it'd be pretty, pretty, pretty neat. What about goalie? Oh, I was gonna say Hoshik, but you said no Hawks. But I mean, he was on the yeah. He had a cup of coffee with the Hawks in the nineties. Can't say Belfour either. Can't say Belfour. What about like Mike Richard, Richard uh, Richards? What? Mike Richard? Uh, Richter? Yeah, Richter. God, yeah. <laughs> Almost with the whole episode without fucking up a name. <laughs> yeah, and he, and he's an American, which is really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Wolf um, yeah, you could say like Richter Van Beesbrook. Trying to think of like who else. That yeah. Um, Broder, I guess. I don't. I've never liked Broder though, no. and Wah. I don't like either of them. As a goalie, I do. I don't like Wah or Broder. Icons that you should be like. Yeah, I was a big. I was a big Hashik guy. Chris Osgood. Yeah, Chris Osgood. He got in the fight with Wah. That was pretty great. <laughs> oh yeah. So let us know who, what player from the nineties. You would want on your favorite team, and if, I'm assuming most of you guys are Hawks fans, so you cannot pick up somebody from the Hawks in the '90s. Yeah, give it if you if you want to go crazy, give us your uh, your your favorite third and fourth liners as well. <laughs> <laughs> Build us a full team. Break down your lines, your power play, your uh, your penalty kill. Yeah, um, and just you know go all out. <laughs> no yeah. Hawks. Yeah. Do you got anything else? No, that's it. I don't know if you know that the office is streaming on Peacock, though, but. <laughs> God. Which I also find hilarious that most people have Peacock that they don't realize it and they're bitching about Netflix being taking it off. Like, just go look at on fucking Peacock. You have Xfinity, it's free. Uh, I don't have Xfinity, so. So, so you can bitch, but get out of here. It's also on. It's also on Comedy Central. Central. Yeah, it's on every, every fucking, fucking day. day. <laughs> but yeah, so that was episode one twenty one. We call it the distraction two. Hey, Hawks are four one again. So let's Against go. Detroit. Yeah. Again. Thanks for. Let's just call it episode one twenty one. Thanks for coming, Detroit. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right, we'll call it that. As long as they can hold on for this next 16 and a half minutes. Yeah, so if you're listening to this and you know if the title is completely different, that means very what bad happened in the last 16 minutes of this game. Yeah. Um, oh, the joy got sucked out of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, as always, you know, make sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, YouTube. Go on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, five stars, you know, one star. You know, tell us, just tell us what you think about us. Let us know how we're doing. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel, follow everything, blah, blah, blah. Follow the Instagram, all that good shit. Um, yeah. So for Tanner and myself, we will, uh, we'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you later, boys. Love you. Bye. The Windy City Benders podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple podcast, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast. <laughs>